Hello, this is Rabbi Mark Soloway. Welcome to A Dash of Drush, weekly reflections on our world through the lens of Torah. Sometimes religious language can feel so alienating in its promise, in its certainty, in its magical, wish-fulfilling fantasy. We use words in Hebrew like Gula, meaning redemption, or Yeshua, meaning salvation, or Emunah, meaning faith, or Tikva, meaning hope. And all of these concepts, all meaning subtly different things, are so important. And yet, if we look at the nature of the world and the nature of religion, and we, we see those terms as moral or spiritual absolutes, then they're frighteningly absurd because there are no guarantees. I say this with deep sadness because I'm dedicating this week's Dash of Drush podcast to a beautiful, beautiful 13-year-old boy who passed away from this world just before last Shabbat on Friday evening. Kobe Greenwald, an incredible soul who I had known periodically throughout his life and danced with him and sang with him and drummed with him. And he was someone who touched thousands of people across the world in his journey with a horrible brain cancer. And it just seems so hard to think of the certainty that some ways of reading religion offer us. This idea that there's protection and that there's guarantees if we have the right kind of faith, if we pray in the right kind of way. Do you know how many people around the world were praying every single day for Kobe? And he's not here anymore. Now, a simplistic way of reading religious life would be, well, therefore, prayer doesn't work. Therefore, there is no God. Therefore, fill in the gaps. It's more subtle and more nuanced than that, of course. It doesn't take away the tragedy. Nothing will take away the tragedy. And there's irony, cruel irony, in the fact that the parasha, the Torah portion, that Shabbat, last Shabbat, Parshat Bo, has the last of the ten plagues, which is the, the killing of the firstborn. And there seems to be this sort of guarantee for the Israelite homes. If you sacrifice a lamb and, and dip a hyssop branch into the blood and put it on the doorposts, then the Hamashchit, the destroyer, the angel of death will pass over those homes and the firstborn of the Israelites will be spared. And yet, this beautiful firstborn, Kobe, was not spared. And his family are living with the enormity of that loss. There are not really words to express or even to comfort but there is so much inspiration. It sounds glib almost to say it, but it's it's real. 
There is so much inspiration that has come from the Grunewald family. Kobe's incredibly loving parents, Melanie and Rabbi Solomon, who and and his siblings, Hannah and Micah and Melanie, Kobe's mother, has been writing so powerfully throughout this process on Caring Bridge and I, I feel like I wanted to share some of her words that were written just a few days after Kobe died, talking about how they learned to live. We learned from you to live fully and to plan, she says. We lived while you were dying. We lived while you were dying. There was something about the way in which Kobe confronted his own death as much as he hated it and called it bullshit that inspired this family to live their lives and they in turn are inspiring us to live our lives because we never know what the future is going to hold and there are no guarantees and prayer doesn't always work and having faith does not always work this week in the Parsha that we're going to read which is the ultimate Parsha of redemption Gula, because it contains in it the, the 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 amazing, miraculous story of the parting of the Red Sea, and the Israelites crossing through Yabasha on that dry land and singing joyfully, as they cross over. But that moment before they pass through the sea, they are confronted with the possibility of drowning in front of them, or the possibility of being savagely killed by Pharaoh's army behind them. They didn't know there could be a way out, but they somehow had the courage to move forward. But we can't expect those miracles. Life doesn't always bring those miracles. Sometimes there really is no way out. Having gone through that incredible, incredible journey of redemption, the Israelites are still confronted almost on a daily basis with other obstacles, whether it's not enough food or water. And right at the end of this week's Parsha, they're attacked by Amalek, the arch enemy of the Jewish people, Amalek, whose name has so much mystery and commentary associated with it. But one such commentary is that Amalek in Gematrian numerology is suffix, which means doubt. But there's one aspect of that Amalek story that is so fascinating. Because as Amalek is attacking the Israelites, Joshua is out there with his sword fighting. And Moshe is on top of a mountain with his arms, an old man, very old man by this stage, by the way, is on top of the mountain with his arms raised up. And whenever his arms are raised, the battle against Amalek is working. And when his arms fall, it stops working. And of course Moshe can't keep his arms up for that whole time. And so he has... Aaron holding up one arm and Hur holding up the other arm. And then it says, Umizeh echad vayihi adav emunah ad bo hashamesh. 
which means that whilst his arms were suspended in that way, his his hands were emuna. Literally, it means, as Rashi points out, literally it means his arms were emuna, were faith. But really, it's it's translated variously as his hands remained steady until the sun rose. His hands remained steady until the sun rose. How do we keep our hands steady in this world when there is so much pain? How are Kobe's family going to keep their hands steady when they want to collapse under the weight of the world and the, the tragedy and their grief? Well, there is no question that we need each other to hold up our hands, to hold up our arms, to face the trials and tribulations of the world. So if that sense of emunah is about holding steady, emunah as a concept, faith as an ultimate concept that we have such emunah, such faith that everything is going to somehow work out okay, is delusional because we know it's not going to be okay. If we see emunah in a much more expansive sense, which is partly connected to the idea that we can never know the fullness of reality. We can never understand what happens in this physical world because we see so little. We see so little of the full unfolding of the universe. But any kind of religious language that tries to explain or justify, God forbid, or give reasons for the death of a 13-year-old boy, a boy who loved to drum and who almost until his last breath had a hallelujah, a kind of Leonard Cohen hallelujah on his mouth. Any kind of theology that tries to explain that away is, for me, in this moment in my life, meaningless. It's not about trying to explain anything. It could be that we shrug our shoulders and throw our hands up in a different kind of way than Moses throws his hands up and say, I just don't know. I just don't understand. I just can't comprehend. I have no tools to understand the pain of this. And it could mean that emunah is this recognition that sometimes life is so, so hard that I know that I can't keep up my hands, I can't keep my arms suspended without the help of those around me and the power of community and the power of the comfort that that community gives. There are no guarantees. Life is hard. We can't always expect the miracle of a parting Red Sea. We can't always expect that we're going to conquer our enemies, whether those enemies are physical or emotional or spiritual. And we know that in order to have the courage and the strength and the tenacity to carry on, to carry on, through the night, ad bo hashamesh, until the sun rises again on a new day.
in order to keep our hands suspended in the air, held up high, perhaps reaching into heaven and touching the soul of Colby, who, as someone shared at a gathering in support of the mourners, honoring Colby's memory, who shared that he had the secret chord, the secret chord that David sang before the Lord. Somehow Colby had that. And perhaps holding up the arms, holding up the arms of of Melanie and of Solomon and of Hannah and Micah and all of those whose lives were touched by Colby, we are holding up each other's arms and perhaps he's holding up our arms and perhaps we're holding up his arms Adbo Hashamesh until the sun rises until there is a new hope and a new dream Kobe your mother said that you taught them how to live while you were dying you taught them how to live while you were dying and now that you're gone may you always have that broken and holy hallelujah coming from your sweet soul and helping your family hold up their arms and all of us hold up our arms Adbo Hashamesh until the sun rises Thank you for listening to A Dash and Drush we will see you next time